Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Argyle Chat, the weekly Argyle podcast brought to you by Plymouth Live Sports Desk. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Argyle Chat. Joining me to discuss the goings-on or lack of them at Home Park right now are Chris Arrington and Jack Ball. Hi guys. A more more brown Chris Arrington. A very brown Chris Arrington. (laughs) (laughs) I've uh, had a nice week away. It was uh, nice and sunny and warm and good to see both of you. Back here, working hard on pale, my return. Pale as ever. Pale. Well, <laughs> your time will come, Jack, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, going, I'm going to Scotland in the summer. So, oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, there we go. Okay, sure there we'll rust rather than <laughs> <in> the summer. <laughs> um, as you say, Chris, you're away on holiday. And very nice of our goal to wait on this managerial appointment until you get back. I must admit, when I went away, I was convinced that uh, it would all be sorted out. But it hasn't been. And we can discuss perhaps some of the reasons uh, for that in a moment. But yeah, I was... Fully expecting you to be a very busy boy, Stu. Well, I was kind of busy, but um, yes. without the actual announcement coming out, it was, uh, you know, obviously difficult to try and keep people updated when and it is, everyone it, just seems to be wasting, don't they? It, it, is, it is difficult because uh, the, the club obviously are reluctant to, to give you much information, any information about uh, what's going on in terms of the manager hunt. Um, there are ways and means you can find out bits and pieces off the record and... Uh, and we do try and um, point people in the right direction a little bit, but it's very, very hard to get anybody to give you mm. hard and, and concrete facts at that, a time that, like this. Absolutely. That was the situation on Thursday. You know, mm. we, we sort of saw the stories breaking on, on mm. social media that it had all been agreed. Yeah. You know, I was asked by, by the editor here, get in contact with Argyle, get mm. some confirmation from them. And I said, well, the likelihood is they're only going to say mm. no comment. And... Mm. You know, no criticism of, of Argyle at all. That's exactly what they said. And they're not going to say anything, are they, until it's done? It's, it's very difficult. What you find doing the job that we do that maybe supporters don't appreciate is that football clubs are very, very reluctant to say anything has happened until it is 100% done, yeah. dusted, signed and sealed. I suspect in this case that things are, are, are pretty much done and dusted. But until those last I's are dotted uh, and T's are crossed... They're not going to say anything. Um, the last thing any football club wants to do is to say something that, oh, yeah, it looks like we're going to sign so-and-so as a manager or as a player. Think of the Carl McHugh um, yeah, story a absolutely. few years ago. The last thing I want to do is say, yeah, it's pretty much going to happen, and then they end up with egg on their face because it doesn't happen for whatever reason that might yeah. be. And also it's worth not forgetting that if it's not happened just yet, he's still employed by Berry, And that's, yeah. you know, Argyle wouldn't like it if, um, just yeah. say, Derek Adams was still here and it was looking like Derek Adams, Adams was going to leave, but it hadn't been fully agreed. And say, Sunderland was saying, you know, he's going to be our next manager. It just doesn't look good. And, and of course, that's one of the problems with dealing with somebody that's, as far as we know, still employed by another football club. You know, if you went for a manager that wasn't at another football club and was, was out of work, then obviously it would be a lot quicker and easier to deal with. Yeah. It, it looks to me like they've identified fairly early on their preferred candidate and they have 
done as probably as much as they can do to get the deal over the line. Mm. But you know, you're not just talking about Argyle and Ryan Lowe. You're talking about Barry. You're talking about all sorts of things. Yeah. There's the relocation issue. There's all sorts of things. Um, who might be coming down with Ryan Lowe if he does come down? Um, I've got to say as well though, I feel I feel for the clubs again in this scenario because. We're all desperate for news, aren't we? Not just, not just that. If, if Lowe is obviously still connected to Barry and he's the one they want to bring down, you know, obviously because he's still connected to a club, there's all these different intricacies. But if Argyle were going for someone that was available right away, Argyle fans would be on Twitter going, oh, it's a cheap option. Why aren't you going for someone? You know, mm. no matter what they do, yeah, they people are moaning. You know, the reason it's taking so long, you'd think, is yeah. because he's employed and because they're ambitious, they want to get someone decent and, and not going for the cheap option. No, that's right. Something you and I were chatting about earlier as well, Jack, was, was it's not just down to Ryan Lowe as well. You know, he's married with children. He's got to take his family and his wife has probably got to have her say as well in, on whether she wants to move... What is it, 250, 300 yeah, miles from... That's about 300 miles. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a, a massive move for the whole family. It's a complicated one. And, and sometimes in manager searches, it, there's like a group of names and it, it, it doesn't seem to drag on for so long. But I think one of the reasons it feels like it's dragged on for a while, and it has dragged on for a while, let's be honest, but it's because it, it just seems to be the one guy that seems to be in the running. Yeah. It, it, you know, which then leads you to think, well, you know, what, what happens if it doesn't happen? What are Argyle going to do then if it, if it doesn't happen for whatever mm. reason? So, but very difficult to get anyone at a football club to talk to you on the record um, at this stage. And it can't be that usual that betting suspended so so yeah mm. more prematurely than the announcements made. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I don't know how long Normally it's a you know a couple of hours or maybe a day something like that. But we're, we're well, talking week. through. Well, yeah. Because it's not often bookies decline to take your money off you. No, that's <laughs> very true. I know that's not too well. <laughs> so it's, um, they would do that. They must have done that for a re- I mean, you did the storage, did you? Yeah. And I know they said it was what for trading. Trading purposes. But, yeah. They, it very rarely happens that they much in advance. Surely. I don't know how all the intricacies, but they yeah. must have got some sort of word that something had happened. Or was about to happen. Yeah. Because they wouldn't stop taking your money otherwise. No, not that's, at all. That's their business. The interesting thing with when I did that story was that Ryan Lowe's odds earlier in the day were five to one on, mm. and they'd come into three to one on. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, lengths, odds had lengthened slightly, mm. you know, with, uh, with that one. Is there a concern, though, that Argyle have put all their eggs in one basket? Because, I mean, we're talking about, I mean, there's so many reasons mm. as to why it might not have happened now. Mm. Could it be because of Berry? Because, mm. you know, his contract at, at Berry. Mm. Is he perhaps waiting for something else? Yeah. Is he still hoping to stay on at Berry? You know, there's so many... Relocation. Is absolutely. That, yeah. There's so many question marks. And, and unfortunately, we don't know the answers to that either, really, do we? we no. We've, we've found out bits and pieces and you, you try and um, pass that on, but it, it sounds as though... I, from what I'm told, that Argyle have done what they need to do, but you know it's like buying a house or things like that. You yeah. know, you can do your bit, but you're reliant on other people to do part of the chain to do that, and you're part of the chain. And yeah. uh, is it a concern that they put all their eggs in one basket? Again, we don't know if they've got. A, we don't know if they've got a plan B. Um, you know, no football club that I know of is going to um, say, "Oh yeah, we've definitely got a plan B." I. I would be surprised if a professional football club did not have some backup options. And now whether they'd be hard and fast or whether they'd be people that they could turn to pretty quickly and, and, and get on board, you would think that's, you would think that's likely. I, 
But can I sit here and say hand on heart that Argyle will have a plan B? I, I don't know that, no. I don't know if you can really describe it as all legs in one basket. I mean, they've interviewed multiple people. You know, there's, there's, I can't imagine that if yeah. Rylo did turn it down, they, they're suddenly thinking, oh, we've, we've got no one else in mind. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm always convinced that anyone mm. that interviewed four, three weeks ago would still be interested in the job. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe then they wouldn't go for someone employed. They might have to go for someone that's not employed to get it done sort of smoothly. So I don't think eggs in one basket is quite fair on, on, on the club. And Also, I think you, as fans, you've just got to trust until someone's proves to you you shouldn't trust them. You've got to trust Simon Hallett. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. As we've said before, he's been a businessman for a very long time. Yeah. And you've, you've got to trust him. And, you know, maybe the deal is almost done. And, you know, it's just a case of us waiting to find out. One of the reasons we've delayed doing the podcast until now was that we were hoping that we'd have <laughs> a, a new manager podcast. Yeah. So I'm fully confident that now we've recorded the podcast... It'll be uh, updated in half an hour. It will be updated in half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So we'll wait and see. Yeah. We'll wait and see. Indeed. Let's have a chat about Berry then. I mean, the situation there is deeply concerning, yeah, I it's think. You know, terrible, the financial mess they're in. I think are, it was revealed last week they're around £8 million pounds in debt. Is that similar to the amount Argyle were in debt? Isn't it around that? Yeah, I mean, Argyle's really spiralled out of control in the end, and it ended up, I think, higher than that. Did it? But, um, yeah, it's an awful situation, mm. isn't it? And you, you read some of the messages that you've seen, Stu, the players put out a statement, didn't they? Yeah, and, and Nicky Adams, one of their star players, put out a statement on um, Tuesday afternoon, didn't he, saying that he'd be leaving the club. And it just sounds as though it's been horrific for all yeah. the people involved up there. And, um, you know, as football fans, you don't want to see a football any football club end up in the state that Barry seemed to be. Because, no. you know, from what you were telling me, Stu, you did a bit of digging around on that last week it sounds as though it's, it is really serious very messy very very messy indeed eight million pounds in debt they've got a, a winding up order that was adjourned because yeah. of the potential takeover yeah. which again is why i think there's all this question mark about ryan Lowe. because yeah. if they do get taken over yeah who's to say that ryan Lowe won't yeah. want to stay there and, and see through a job that he started and also you know with, with the whole wages thing whether it's been paid whether it's not been paid there's going to be so many legalities involved mm. it's not it's going to be so much more complicated than you probably like it to be i'd imagine yeah and, well, that's thought, interesting in itself because obviously the players were saying we haven't been paid for 12 weeks and yet you saw that quote from the MP yesterday yes. where the chairman said he has paid the wages. He has so. now, I think. Oh, he know, has now. But not including last week's, I think it was. Um, so paying wages is obviously still an mm. issue by the looks of it. Uh, it's just such a shame because I've been on the Berry fans forums and yeah. it's just in a way it's sad to see so many fans and do you know what if, I don't care if Ryan Lowe goes now because I just want our club to still be around. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. And, you know, and as fans, you take it for granted, don't you, that your club's always going to be there. And it, yeah. and it is the life and soul. You know, I spoke to the Christine Seddon, who was the Blackpool mm. yeah. um, Supporters Trust, um, and she was saying just staying away for years and years was hard enough. And we all, we're all fans here. Every, mm. Most everyone, everyone listening to this will be a, f- a fan of Argyle, you'd imagine. And to think of your club not being around mm. anymore, having to restart mm. as this low, low non-league thing is... It's unbearable. I just... what, what I haven't liked is reading some Argyle fans saying that they don't care if Barry go bust if it means Argyle stay in League One. I just think it's, no. that's totally wrong. No. You know, Argyle I... have been relegated because they've not been good enough this season. Yeah. They should not stay up because of the misfortune. No, of you should else. never wish, wish that sort of ill on another it's just, I think it just be an easy flippant comment to make. I think yeah. if people mm. were really thinking seriously about it, I'm not sure many people would, no. would actually no, think I'm not sure it's very much a minority. I'd like, I'd, like think, I'd like to think that, but... It's, it's a shame for, for Ray because they had such a fantastic season. When you read and see what they achieved under Ryan Lowe last season, you know, runners-up, uh, top scorers in the division, got promoted. 
by all the comments you see from the players and things like that, they obviously had a tremendous team spirit, a really good, strong unit. And to have all the, the joy of promotion just sort of completely tarnished mm. by what's going on now, it's, it, they should still be enjoying their summer of promotion yeah. and, and, and what have you. And, and instead, it, it's, so it's, it's, it's really a real shame for them. Um, also, it acts as a reminder, and, I, and I'm not one of these fans that go saying, oh, God, I should be spending loads of money on strikers. But there are times where I'm you know, thinking, oh, come on, I wish we could just sign someone on a bit better wages or offer a longer deal. But it's times like this where you do think, actually, do you know what? I would rather the club was run by someone that was sensible and thinking about longevity and sustainability. Yeah. Because what's the alternative? It's what Barry forked out loads under their previous owner in League One, splashed, splashed the cash, got relegated, and look at the mess they're in, you know having a club is the most important thing okay it might not be the, the flashiest club with the most amount of money but it's it's yeah. your club even their success last year I mean you know fair play for them for getting promoted but they've overspent really yes. you know the wage bill is much more than what they should be doing yeah. or what they should be spending on taking that into account then um, do you think the EFL should be doing more to look after its members because right. I mean as we say Ber- you know Jack's spoken about Blackpool we know yeah. it's happened with Argyle it's happened with Berry. Mm. we've seen it at Bolton there's so many clubs oh, Oldham, I think have had troubles. Oldham yeah, yeah there's so many clubs right Macclesfield now that as well wasn't it yeah there's, in a mess it, it seems for a while that clubs hadn't been into administration yeah. and things had settled down a bit absolutely um, but the clubs that we've just listed there all in the last well, in recent times aren't they yeah and so I think alarm bells should be ringing with the EFL that you know this is happening a little bit too often now there's too many problems you know we, we needn't go too far down into Bolton Wanderers but you know for a club of that size and stature mm. to end up in the mess they've done I do think the EFL have got to have a serious look at themselves and look at the regulations that they have in place um, to try and prevent this of course you can't stop it entirely but there must be ways that they can uh, monitor clubs finances to make sure that they they are not spending completely beyond their means I mean there is financial fair play stipulations. I must admit, I don't know all the ins and outs of the rules and the regulations, but um, my gut feeling is, is there's too many clubs being involved in too many financial situations for there not to be questions being asked within the EFL about, you know, why is this happening? What can we do to yeah. prevent it happening? What advice, support can we give to teams to make sure that they don't get themselves into... And as you say, it's been a while since it last happened, so you would have thought the EFL would have looked at it already. And yeah, I, 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 things I think place. Bolton were the first team to go into administration for quite a few years. Um, it hasn't happened, but you know, for a club of that size to end up in administration, and then you look at the mess that Bury are in. I mean, they're talking about liquidation at Bury, they're not talking mm. administration. No, absolutely. No. And, and liquidation is gone, gone, finished. And the sad thing is, yeah. it's easy to think to just see the footballers and feel sorry for them. But, you know, I think Bolton, you saw the food banks were being set up for the yes, staff, staff yeah. that work there. You know, it's it's not just footballers that earn thousands of pounds a week. It's staff that earn yeah. similar to what maybe some well, we do or people that listen to this do. You know, yeah. it's people that literally can't afford to put meals on their tables for them or their families. And it's horrendous. The footballers are actually the ones that kind of suffer less I guess because they get the loans from the PFA and the PFA will pay their wages but I don't think that extends and to no, staff they're, 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 the, the way it was at Argyle when they were in administration is that the players were always going to get their money back at some point um, but the staff not necessarily and yeah. you know it's it, Jack's perfectly right you know people that work at a football club will not be earning masses of money you know and if they're not getting paid you know that has a severe effect on their um, their personal life so Hopefully Barry can get themselves yeah. sorted out. It does sound like an awful mess. And it is probably the, the, the confusion, the financial mess, 
the whole uncertainty around Berry has to be a factor in why Ryan Lowe coming to Argyle, which is what we assume it's going to be, yeah. is taking its time and why we are still not 100% sure that it's definitely going to happen. It, all the signs are that it is going to happen, but you know, I've, I've done this job long enough to know that, you know, you cannot assume anything's going to happen no. until it's actually happened. You really can't. Yeah. Lots of times things fall through, often through no fault of your own. Um, so I, I would imagine, you know, the Argyle officials must be um, as impatient as, as the fans are. Mm. Well, I mean, you know, must three be. seasons, what, three weeks three away? Weeks so they start getting things in place now, wouldn't they? Well, Wednesday, so it's three weeks, three weeks today. Yeah. I, as it stands, as far as I know, I've got to back for pre-season training, so that's not that far away. And the thing is, is, is it affects the club in so many more ways, I'd imagine, and I don't have any proof of this, but you'd imagine that there are some people that are waiting to find out who the manager is before deciding whether they're going to buy season yeah. tickets, whether they're going to buy shirts, they're not, they're not knowing whether their favourite players are coming back, whether to get their names on the back. It's just well, even, the players, even the players, even the players, the players are going to sign contracts. To me, that's obvious, you know, in terms of what people yeah, are thinking course. about, but the knock-on effect, I think, with season ticket sales, I mean, I don't know what they would be at the mm. moment, but... I can understand why a lot of yeah. people are thinking we have no manager at the moment. There's no our star players might not be here. There's, there's not a lot to buy into at the moment. No, it's too many there's, question marks. There's there's a big void that needs to be yeah. filled. And as soon as you appoint a new manager and he comes in and and he gives a good press conference and there's all the the positive talk, yeah. the upbeat talk, yeah. the the signings that he's going to bring in, the message that he sends out. That will bring you always get a feel good factor when a new manager comes in, don't you? We've all we've yeah. all seen that. So you do feel that Argyle need that feel good factor now to then yeah help them into pre season. My point being that you know so this situation at Dragon Song is not anything that anyone at the club would want. No. You know, it's because it, because of the effect it has the ripple effect. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if it is uh, Ryan Lowe, then. Are you, would, would that excite you, Jack? I mean, you're, you're a very passionate Argyle fan. You know, you seem very excited by this potential well, well, yeah, I remember saying on the podcast a few weeks ago, how long it was ago now, <laughs> four years ago when, we, when, when Adam's left, um, that, you know, Coughlin and Holloway were two of the favourites and I said if they were appointed, I'd be excited straight away. Then there was, I think, Paul Hurst, Daryl Clark were linked and I said if they were appointed, no, I wouldn't be overly excited, but I'd buy into it. Um, but as soon as Ryan Lowe was mentioned and you delved into his figures... It's hard not to be excited. You know, he's an attacking style I think it's manager. the style of football that excites people so the, much, the isn't fact, it? The fact is, you can argue the merits of having a, a pragmatic manager that sorts out the defence. And, you know, we talked about Tony Pulis earlier on, didn't we? And yeah. you can't argue with his record. And, you know, he was a manager that I didn't particularly like at the time. But after he left, I appreciated mm. it more. And you can argue that that's, that's a good style and it works to a certain degree. But an attacking style is what gets bums out of seats during games and what gets fans cheering and you look at his stats and admittedly it's rather you know he's not had a long career in management so it's a, a rather unique spell but it's hard to argue you know you, you see the likes of Klopp being mentioned with things about him and some of the top managers and yeah it's a really exciting potential signing and it it doesn't I've seen a lot of people say on social media whether it, it's bothering some people that he's taking so long to decide and he's committed to Barry and yeah he is and to me that's his loyalty you know there's no doubt if Barry weren't in a financial mess that he wouldn't be leaving mm. there's no doubt about that whatsoever and yeah. he might end up returning to Barry one day but yeah. if we can get him in the meantime and he does a good job for Argyle then I'm more than happy with that and I don't think he should be sort of slammed for that yeah well what I'd say as well is while people might be saying oh if he you know if he really wants a job he would have taken it by now 
What's there not to say that he's not said, yeah, I want, I'll take the job two mm. weeks ago, but it's just mm. taken a while for him to find a house down there, relocate his family, get his contractual situation and bury all sorted out. There's all sorts of reasons as to why he might not have taken the job until... But he's still, come out, he's still come out more recently and said positive things about Berry, and that's mm. been criticised, and I don't think it should be. He's loyal to Berry. Yeah. He doesn't, but if you're not being paid or if things are going wrong, you can understand why he's looking elsewhere. And actually... If Argyle can hire someone that has that level of loyalty, and yeah, that doesn't mean that he's going to be loyal to Argyle forever. And if Barry get themselves sorted in a year or two's time, they want him back, he won't go. But it's a it's an admirable trait in my eyes. It shouldn't yeah. be seen as a negative. No, what could perhaps be the the big question mark from Argyle fans' point of view though, is if he was to come down here, how long would he stay? I mean, you know, looking at his career today, he's not really ever played outside of of the northeast northwest. Um, he had, had signed a two-year contract with MK Dons and lasted a year there before he moved back to the Northwest. So he's never really played in the South at all. Is that a concern, do you think, Chris, the fact that he hasn't moved away from, from the area? I, I would have thought that Argyle and he would have had a long conversation about that and how he felt about that and um, maybe you know come to sort of some sort of understanding on how that would, how that would work. Simon Hallett, when I interviewed him after the or after Derek Adams had left, you know, made a point that relocation was an important aspect for the next manager. If you know, if he wasn't from Plymouth, um, I believe when Simon Hallett spoke to the um, London branch, the supporters club, um, he hinted or gave some sort of indication that relocation might not necessarily mean you'd have to be permanently with all of your family in Plymouth seven days a week, and there might be a bit of scope to sort of you know, um, not so commute, but, you know, not be down in Plymouth seven days a week all the mm. time. Um, so maybe that's a way around any relocation issues it might have because um, it sounds as though Ryan Lowe's got a, a young young family that he needs to be thinking about. And, you know, I'm a big believer that you've got to put your family first, no matter what job you're talking yeah. about. You've got to put your family first. Um, I mean, John Sheridan did it, didn't he? Yeah, so, and, you know, whether that was ideal, whether that worked, we could... We could do a podcast on that yeah. on it on its own on its own right. It 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 has happened. I mean, uh, Tony Pulis was uh, was somebody that uh, never lived in Plymouth as such. Um, but you know, would it be a concern about relocation? Well, you know, he's never worked in the southwest or in the south, so you know maybe that would be a little bit of a concern. But I'm assuming that Argyle are professional and sensible enough and meticulous enough to make sure that they they've had that conversation and how would he feel and and what have you um Mm. and as we all know in football you know six months down the line anything could happen couldn't it you know i I think that's part of the issue you know Ryan Lowe, understandably, if, if you're talking to Simon Hall about moving down, he's going to want assurances that he's not going to be sacked after six months because mm. if you're going to move all your family... I don't know if this is happening. If you are going to move all your family down, you're not going to want to move them all down, uproot yeah. their lives for six months. No. You're Absolutely. going to want some guarantees that you're going to be there, even if things don't start off particularly well, for a minimum of, what, two, three years maybe? Um, Simon Hall is undoubtedly well, not going to hand out a five-year deal, but you're not going to come down for a one or maybe not no. even for two years and that's a very good point Jack that perhaps we don't always think of when we get caught up in all the football side of things but why would you move your family from Merseyside to Plymouth which is a long way uproot your whole family and then at, at January the chairman says oh we've had some bad results we're going to change your mind why would you 
want to put yourself in that position. Yeah. And this is the so, thing where I think Argyle are suffering more with the current climate of football. You know, back along when managers had lengthy, had a better average time at a club, I think you're more likely to be able to attract someone. But I think Argyle, it's getting harder for them to attract someone because managers don't last long. Mm. Um, but in terms of the relocation, what I would say is, a bit, I've spoken to you about this, Stu, is a bit different to his playing career, that you, you hear a lot about people that do move their young families down. And once they're down here, they fall in love with the area. And that's not to say just because it's during his playing career when he moved around a lot, that couldn't happen. And I, I do believe that that might well happen. But if he's not here for uh, you know, years and years because he wants to leave, I wouldn't be too upset about that. Obviously, if he does well, it'd be gutting. But if, if he has a successful, successful spell here, I don't think that would be a bad thing. And you, you mentioned the Ian Holloway being vilified after he left, didn't you? I mean, when we discussed it. Yeah. But I think no one would be under any illusions what Brian Lowe the scenario that Ryan Lowe was coming here under, it would be because of what's happened at Bury. You know, there's a big difference between Holloway leaving and if Ryan Lowe was to leave after a successful spell, mm. in my view. That being said, he's not even here yet, so <laughs> <laughs> I have to wait for that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, do you think Argyle fans should be worried or, or is it a case of just remaining calm, you know, staying patient because it sounds like everything's done? I don't think they should be time. worried, but fans are passionate. That you, can't, mm. you can't pick and choose. You can't say you can only be passionate yeah. about certain things. They're passionate. They want their club to do well. Um, so it's fair enough that they're getting frustrated. It's, it's, it's been 38 days, 39 yeah, days. They want some information. Um, you know, we're trying to bring as much as we can, but it isn't as, as easy as you might say, I think, sometimes. Um, I totally get why they're frustrated. Everybody wants the manager in place. Like I say, I'm sure if, if we had a conversation with the uh, Argyle officials, you know, they want a new ma- everyone wants a new manager in now. Mm. So there's a good reason why it's not happened as yet. It's not fallen through, it's just not happened yet. So that tells you there's just some, you know, I's dotted, T's crossed, that final bits and pieces. We're just all having to be patient. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think worries, I don't think fans should be worried. I think it's fair enough that they're mm. a bit frustrated, but I, I don't, I think worrying at this stage is a bit premature. Yeah. I, I think the Argyle board are doing the right thing as well. They've obviously identified their main man and that they're just biding their time and waiting until, you know, everything's done and dusted before they can make the announcement and this is like what he said earlier you know if just say I don't know when maybe Monday just say if Ryan though gets announced and then he has a press conference says all the right things fans will soon forget that yeah. it took this long you and know it's what I think's worth saying as well is if Ryan has given his word to the board that he wants to take the job I don't believe for a second that he won't have been thinking about who he wants to bring to Argyle I'm sure he would have been having talks with even if he's to stay at Bury, he would have been having talks with agents about players yeah. and yeah. things like that. So he will have a good idea as to who he would want to bring to the club anyway. Also, let's not in forget that, you know, it's, we've said this before, it's, there's no set way of things working. You know, Derek Adams brought in however many players he did before pre-season started last year and look how the season went. Just getting them all in early, there's, there's no guaranteed formula of success. No. I just, so I don't think you can judge things on how it's been previously. It's, every situation is unique and different. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't worry for that reason. I don't... Yeah. And it's not without precedent, this long wait, um, because when um, Argyle uh, replaced Paul Mariner and they eventually brought in Peter Reid, that was seven weeks from when Paul Mariner was, was told of the decision to when Peter Reid and it came in. Now, Argyle were in a bit of a state then. They'd just been relegated from the championship and the financial chaos that was about to unfold was just beginning to, to hint. But that was a seven-week period. And I think, if I remember rightly, Peter Reid didn't get appointed to June the 24th. So, you know, that, that, was, that was really quite late. Um, Derek Adams was obviously appointed on June 11th in 2015 so that's later than where we're at now but the 
the telling thing there was that John Sheridan didn't actually leave until the 25th of May, I think it was. Yeah. So it was about a two-week process for Argyle to bring in Derek Adams. But Derek Adams was not at another club. He was free to start straight away. Yeah. There was no complications. You could just deal with him. And um, I think the re- you know it's, it seems to be pretty clear that the reason this is dragging on is because it's more than just two parties involved in the conversations and the talks. Yeah. It's worth saying as well, you know, when we spoke about Derek Adams and, and Peter E coming in so late, a lot of things weren't in place for the following season, but mm. Derek Adams had already got the pre-season tour sorted out, this mm. friendly's already arranged, so mm. some work's already been done looking ahead to next season. A little bit, yes. Although I'm sure, you know, the new manager, Ryan Lowe, whoever, would want to put their mark on things, you know, straight away. And they might want to change things around, you know. Each manager has their own... Um, way of approaching things. Derek Adams would have chosen Wednesday, June the 26th as a specific number of days before the start of the season. Ryan Lowe might see things yeah. slightly differently. So, But it is um, good that there is a skeleton in place, definitely, yeah. I think. And we did briefly touch on it, but it is worth mentioning you've, you've got out-of-contract players who have been offered new deals that will surely be waiting for you know, who the new manager is. Now, we know that Ryan Edwards is going to leave. We know that, uh, we don't know, but we strongly suspect that Ruben Ramirez will leave. But, you know, there's lots of other players that are out of contract, notably Graham Carey, but not the only one. Um, John Grant's been linked with Colchester, isn't he? You know, they'll want to know, mm. I would have thought reasonably soon now, who the manager is before they start making decisions about what they may or may not do. So that's another factor that Argyle, you know, I'm sure are aware of, that they've got a lot of players that are wanting to know what's going on as well. Absolutely. Well, we shall wait and see. Mm. We'll, we'll probably get back to our computers now. Seeing like Ian Holloway's been announced or something. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, chaps, thanks ever so much for joining me on the podcast this week. That's all we've got time for. Uh, we'll be back again next week where we'll hopefully be talking <laughs> about a new manager. So uh, be sure to join us then. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. We are always happy to hear from you, and if you have any questions for our panel, please tweet them to our Twitter account, at HeraldPAFC, or visit our Facebook page, Plymouth Argyle The Herald. Thanks for listening.